everybody listening to this in your ears, and welcome to Cryptid Zone. I'm Lois Stone. And I'm Jeremy Hughes. Wow, this is very <laughs> relaxed this time. I'm loving it. This is the ASMR episode of Cryptid Zone. That's really, yeah. I feel I feel like this is a good change of pace because... Uh, I've always been like, gotta, gotta go in with the high energy, right? But, but then yeah. every time we record one, I feel like I've got to take it a notch higher. And I feel <laughs> like it has been getting somewhat out of hand. If you go back and That's listen to the opening to the last episode, I just, I just come in at 100 miles an hour. Uh, <laughs> and you know, sometimes that's nice, but, but. I'm really appreciating that this time we're just going to be nice and quiet and chilled out. I mean, it's because we're building up, we're building up the energy. I got some cool stuff to talk about. So we are, we're, we're at the top of a, we're at the top of a hill. We're going to start the ball slowly rolling. And then by the end, maybe we'll have picked up some momentum. Yeah. And then the ball, ball will be completely out of control. And then we'll be like, oh my gosh, there's a tree down there. And we're like, oh my gosh, are we going to stop before we hit the tree? That's, and we won't not, know until right before it happens. That's not, that's think why about it's exciting right now. <laughs> Maybe we will crash later into a tree, but let's leave that for that's a, that's a future us problem, right? <laughs> yeah. In about 40 minutes time. Yeah, for now, let's just enjoy the nice gentle ride. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The very start. <sighs> so Lois. Yes. Would you like to tell us what cryptid slash, I, again, I'm not sure this really counts as cryptid maybe, but. Yeah. Do you want to tell us what we'll be discussing today? Uh, the Fire Naga, uh, which is a creature from Thailand. Um, I think, I think this is our first, uh, Asian creature. Is I that right? I think you might be right. Yeah. Yeah. We've done North America. We've done Europe, mm-hmm. Africa, the yep. Caribbean. Uh, we've talked about the thing. So that's Antarctica covered. We've done South America as well. We did, uh, Chupacabra. Yeah. Uh, that's Mexico though. But, uh, okay. Yeah. You're right. All right. I, I roll that one back. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got to do. South America. And yeah, then... we do. We'll, we'll put, put one on the list for that. That sounds good. We'll queue one up. Okay, perfect. Yeah. There might already be one queued. I don't really think about what I put on the list as a curator of episodes to do. I just, I just only ever look at what's next on the list and then read about it. <laughs> perfect. Same. Yeah. So, our friend the Fayanaga mm-hmm. is... So from, is, hmm, where to start? A, a snake lake creature. Yeah. Uh, lives in the Mekong River, which is right near the, the Thai border. But Naga is like a whole kind of creature in itself. The Faya Naga is like a particular one, but there are many Nagas. Right. Yeah. And it ties into a, a, more broadly, you see a lot of, uh, of kind of serpentine creatures in Southeast Asian folklore and culture yeah. more generally. I think I read about, I, I didn't do, uh, a, a lot of reading on things that weren't Naga, but you definitely see references to, to other creatures like that that are very, um, commonplace in like Buddhist and Hindu. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Yeah. I saw some, um, yeah, references. You said, uh, like, Buddhist Hindu, and then also in um, Jainism, hmm. which was not a, a religion that we often see mentioned here in the Western world, but that I did have to do a project on when I was like 14 in school, where we had to make ch- children's books based on huh. various religions. You've been preparing for this. Do you still have your children's book? I think my friend has it. But So the whole thing was that we each had to do a... A children's book, but it couldn't like, it had to be about the, the like beliefs, like the um, values in the religion without actually like naming like deities and stuff. So you couldn't just be like, this is Jesus, our friend or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so we did this whole thing in Jainism about like equality of people or something. All I can remember is that it was a, it was a touch and feel book involving animals. (sighs) And I cramped up my hand cutting out sandpaper for all of the elephants. Oh my God. 
I want this book so badly. Yeah, we had like felt striped zebras and um, oh. like little yarn lions. I need and, this in my life. Um, <laughs> it was a, we got a really good mark on that project. Yeah, I bet. That sounds good as hell. But that was like, I don't know, last time I really read about Jainism and I was like, oh, flashback. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done any kind of in-depth reading on Jainism at all. Yeah, I, I don't remember much about it except for my hand cramps. I'm really sorry for my lack of uh, multiculturalism here. That's all I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, these yeah these fire naga uh, like live in the Mekong River, like you said. Um, yeah, kind of on the on the in the area surrounding Thailand and uh, and Laos. Yeah, so I don't know about you, but I I went back and forth in the whole is the fire naga like a cryptid or is it part of folklore? Right. And I, th- I would like to explore this with yeah. you because I went, I went real back and forth. Well, see, see, I don't know. I feel like this is a good, I, my, my feel on this is I think there is something about cryptids or the concept of cryptids is very Western. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In that, that like the, the, the treatment of creatures like that as like, we need to, search for them and classify them mm-hmm. and we have our tools and we need to get photos and uh and and i i think the the place that i fell on this is uh that this isn't like a, a cryptid in the sense that it is a, a creature of folklore that by a lot of people who live in southeast asia you know it's it's part of their culture mm-hmm. it's not a cryptid but then there are people in the western worlds who see that kind of thing and treat it as if it were right whether you know they're like oh let's go out into the into southeast asia and and go out onto the water and try and find this and prove whether it exists or not whereas when it's more of a cultural thing you you don't really care about you know that's not what's important is whether you find it or not it's more about the the uh, spirituality rather than whether or not it's like a physical thing right I know that's how I feel about it. Yeah, no, I get where you're coming from, but I also think that there's like a different, like, I don't know if willingness is the right word, but willingness to believe in it being a, a real thing. Because mm-hmm. um, I went in a whole um, journey into YouTube that I'd like to talk in some detail about later. Yeah, I, yeah, um, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, but one of, one of the things from it was there were these like Thai, oh, I essentially found a Thai news video that I thought might be people talking about a, uh, sighting of the Fayanaga. And I sent it to a Thai friend of mine and was like, Hey, can you just give me like a rough translation of this video? Um, and they did cause they're wonderful. Um, and I was really excited. Like whenever we watch these news videos about sightings of cryptids in the U S they're always like, local crazy person like up to crazy stuff again you know it's very like dismissive or like oh yeah loads of people have gathered to try and see this cryptid don't know why um Mm -hmm. but like that was not the tone of this video at all where it was it was like um uh it was it was not the fire naga it was a different naga spirit but it was like the police inspector was the one who was like yeah, this is what's happening. This is what's the what. And it was, and it was just a much different tone. And it, it, it wasn't like a local news station. Uh, my friend said the channel it was on was like the Thai equivalent of like CNN or something, like a big. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think that you're right. There's just like a different cultural place that it's coming from. Yeah. And the absolute worst aspect of this is when you get footage of uh, the, 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 we can talk more about this, I think, later on. But, mm-hmm. uh, but when you have, when you get that clash of those two, two different approaches where you have, uh, Western people going out to Thailand <laughs> and, uh, and talking to the locals and having that like, oh, we talk to these crazy people. Uh, yeah. and it's just like gross of, did like, you by any chance of, watch such a program? Oh, you know, we're talking about this. <laughs> you know, we're going to talk about this <laughs> in great detail. <laughs> uh, speaking oh. of gaining momentum as we go on, yeah, uh, I am, I am, yeah, gonna get a little riled up later on. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, um, 
Cool. Let's do some some Fayanaga fun facts. Let's do some Fayanaga fun facts. Give me some. Do you okay. want to start with a fun? So facts? let me let me let's let's describe these creatures for the okay. people. So, like we said, serpentine, snake-like, super massive, just real big, real big. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the drawings I saw of them, they have these like horns that come out of their heads, usually at the yeah. end of the snout, sometimes on their forehead. Mm-hmm. And the best way I can describe the shape because they're they're like a little bit curved. You know, it's like, it's like when you see a cat and they like, they're thinking about coming over for you to pet them, you know, but they're not like mm-hmm. super sure. So they like stick their tail up, but it's not like straight up. It's just kind of like real lazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the shape of the horn of the Nagas. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's a very good description. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, you can often see them from very far away, Lois. Why is that? Uh, I I don't know. I don't know what you're setting me up here because for. Because of the fireballs. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is the Fayanaga specifically. Yeah. 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 They shoot fireballs into the air. They shoot fireballs into the air. Yes. And it's wild. Like twice a year from the Mekong River. And uh, you can see these fireballs emerging from the water from very far away. Yeah. And they fly up high into the sky. Yes. It kind of looks like fireworks from a distance, I think. Yeah. It's like generally... The kind of, but, uh, but that's how you know you, they're there. You don't see the fire naga directly, yeah. but you see these fireballs emerging from the river. Yeah. And that's how you know they're there. Um, yeah, there's some people who are like, oh, it's a hoax, uh, which they sound like boring people. Yeah. But also, like, I couldn't find a date for like when the first sightings of this were. And like, there's a festival that happens and I couldn't, I don't know, I couldn't find like a start time which makes me think that it's been going on for a really 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 long time and it just seems like if it was a hoax like how would people not know that already like how would that secret been kept for that many generations right you feel me and this also ties into it being like a cultural thing where where if it represents something then it doesn't really even matter whether whether the fireballs are actually coming from the lake or if someone is like setting off fireworks, for instance, or something like that. Like if, if it means something symbolically, then could be that the, the people involved, you know, they know like it's not literally serpents shooting fire into the sky, but it means something still, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just felt a bit like, um, uh, I, I just don't know. I was like, if it was, and also, I don't know, there was lots of things where it was like, oh, it's flares being shot up. And it's like, flares are like, in like the scheme of people, not that old, you know? Like, if we're like, oh yeah, the fireballs yeah. are really flare guns. You're like, flare guns aren't old enough for that to always have been the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea where this comes from, but uh yeah, yeah it's a cool, it's a cool image. I like it. There are also some really cool videos you can find online of like this happening. And they are really cool. So this happens in the, the Mekong River, which is, I, I read up on this river for some reason. <gasps> Samesies. Yeah. It's like, I'm learning so much in addition to like learning about other cultures. I'm also learning a ton about geography too. So the Mekong yeah. River is the 12th longest river in the world, which is wild. Cause I don't think I'd heard of it before mm-hmm. this. Um, its source is in the uh, Tibetan Plateau, and it uh, flows through the Yunnan yeah. province in China, and then through Myanmar, Laos, Thailand, Cambodia, and Vietnam. It's 2,700 miles long. That's real long. I, I see. I looked it up, and I only put the facts that I thought. I didn't put any of the useful facts. I just put the weirdest ones, I thought. Well, this is this is part of our new recurring segment, Statistics About Rivers. <laughs> I mean, I'm really into it. I, I am too. Yeah. Cause, okay, cause here's one of the things, right? Here, here's one of the things. It says only the Amazon has more biodiversity than this river, right? Is right? that true? That's so cool. I mean, here are the stats. Here are the stats. Are you ready for this? An estimated. I, I'm, I was born ready. 20,000 plant species. Whoa. 430 kinds of mammals. <sighs> 1,200 kinds of birds. Wow. 800 reptiles and amphibians. Oh. And 850 freshwater fish species. But. That's so many ready? fish. Are you ready? Are you ready? I am ready. No, it gets even more exciting. <sighs> so it said in 2009, 
just 2009, mm-hmm. 145 new species were uh, discovered in the region. That's so many. Including 29 kinds of fish <gasps> previously completely unknown to science. What? Right? Yeah. And then between 1997 and 2015, so that's like 20 years almost, mm-hmm. there was an average of two species per week discovered in that region. That's crazy. So many animals. Per week. That's so many animals. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And it oh. said no other river is home to so many species of very large fish. Oh, um, I just love the big fish. Yeah. They're so good. Oh. Um it's a good river. Yeah. And then, um, it's a good river. As you may have seen, I got really into reading about the various animals in the region and I posted about one of the really cute cat species. I didn't see Twitter. that, but I want to hear about um, it now. <laughs> um, it was just real cute. I can't even remember what it was called, but okay. it was real cute. Uh, f- uh, go <laughs> um, look at Lois's Twitter. What is it called? From, from. Uh, no, it's on the Cryptid Zone Twitter. <gasps> go look at the Cryptid Zone Twitter. <laughs> Um, I keep I'm, I'm posting right now. stuff about things I find on Wikipedia and also weird cryptid-related retweets. Yeah, it's good. Um, fish and cat. I'm finding. He's real this. cute. He's got some spots. He looks very surprised. The fish and cat. Wait, um, where on the where on the Twitter is this? Uh, I don't know. It's. I see a picture of Oscar uh, Isaac below the. It's right. At, it's the tweet right below the picture of ice cream. Oh no, I did read this. I faved this tweet already. Yes. It's a fishing cat. Medium-sized wild <laughs> cat is... of South and Southeast Asia. He's just real cute. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there's a part of the Mekong River uh, that's in uh, Laos, and it's called Khan Pai Long, which translates to where the ghost lost its way. Yeah. Which is just incredible it is very good uh yeah it's believed to be like it's considered in local folklore to be like a border between the human and the the netherworld right Uh, i think wikipedia described it as it said it is frequently depicted in thai folklore as the site of many hauntings and i was like i want to go to that yes i love a haunting me too um but see here's the thing right so because when i started reading about the fayanaga it was like Here's the stuff, and then it always gives you like a here's what boring people think that it might be, mm-hmm. right? And normally I'm like, mm. but one of them was that it could be an oarfish, right? Yeah. And so then I was reading about the Mekong River, and I was like, there's so many species, like you can't tell me that there isn't possibly a giant fireball breathing dragon-like creature, like it's true, yeah, yeah. But then, then I was like, I'm just gonna look up an oarfish. Mm-hmm. Real, it's a real big fish. It and is this, pretty big. On the Wikipedia, there's a picture of of some soldiers holding an oarfish, right? Mm-hmm. All right. I w- I'd like to reenact for you me seeing this picture. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. This is an audio medium. You, got, you have to call. You have to call me. You have to call me. Yes. No. It was. I had an audio response to this. Picture okay. Okay. This so you're great. All right. I need you to. I need you to to call action. Okay. To call action. This is this is me opening Wikipedia, seeing the picture of the orange. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna count count you down three, two, one. Okay. Okay. Ready. Three, two, one, go. What in the goddamn fuck is this? <laughs> and scene. <laughs> uh, man, it's like I was there. This picture, I don't know if you saw this picture in your research. Oh, I saw this picture, yes. Okay, but for the people at home, it's a real, really, 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 really long fish, right? And there are 16 American soldiers standing in a line holding it. We're talking big, beefy men. 16 of them. Yeah, they are beefy. Beefy and 16 of them. Yes, yes. Uh, according to Wikipedia, according to the caption of this picture, I wrote this down, uh, apparently it was 23 feet long. That's seven meters washed up near San mm-hmm. Diego in California. And I was like, you know what? That, that could be it. That could be it. You know what? I, I take back yeah. what I said about you boring people. You might be right. That's a too long for a fish. You know, like, like probably. Probably this fish can just shoot five. I mean, well, here's the thing. Haven't seen it yet. We don't know that much about them because we've seen like five all over the world. We don't know. Mm -hmm. Science doesn't know. Science can't tell us. Science can't tell us. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I definitely believe that could be it. Yeah. 
So uh, uh-huh. anyway, everyone should look at this picture as well so you can have the reaction that I had, which is over the top. Where do you want to go next? Do you have any more interesting facts to go through? Well, so, yeah, okay. So sometimes I do this thing when I'm researching where I'll be on whatever Wikipedia and then I get distracted and then I just open like a whole bunch of tabs and then uh-huh. I'll have to go do like, you know, actual work for a bit or something and then I'll come back to my window that has like 50 tabs open and then I'll not mm-hmm. remember why I opened them yep. at all. Yeah. We've all been there. We have. But I just wanted to share that when I came back at one point, I had opened a tab for the Wikipedia page for the Air High Lake, which I think is a lake connected to the Mekong. But I really liked this quote and I wanted to share it, which was, its circumference reaches 116 kilometers, its average depth is of 11 meters, and the total storage capacity is of 2.5 billion cubic meters. Hmm. And I just wanted to know, what are they storing Yeah, in this lake? <laughs> Water. <laughs> and also, I've read a lot of Wikipedias about lakes, and that's the first time I've seen the storage capacity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, really, that's how all lakes should be measured. <laughs> Rather than changing that Wikipedia, we need to change all of the other ones. <laughs> okay, so Wikipedia like, editing yeah. party uh, will meet um, at that one Starbucks, you know the one, and uh, we'll just we'll just mm-hmm. do it there next Saturday. Mark your calendars. Yep, it's a big job, but someone's got to do it. I also found a page on the Fayanaga on the non-alien creatures wiki. Yep, I saw that too. Yeah, it was pretty much copy and paste it from Wikipedia, but I was looking through the wiki and I didn't know why it didn't have literally every animal on earth on it, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, no, maybe they know something we don't. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) Maybe most animals are aliens. Yeah. You know, I hadn't considered that. I mean, you know, you know, if you go, go to the wiki, I think basically we can make the assumption that... There's a short list on that wiki of, of indigenous to this planet animals mm-hmm. yeah. and everything else is alien. You know? So really if it's not on, yeah, so if it's not on the wiki, alien. Yeah. Don't trust There's it. Some kind of, I mean, the Bible pr- probably was right about Noah's Ark. Yeah. It's just that it came from another planet to here. Mm. I, I feel like there's a sci-fi film that does that. Probably. I don't yeah. know, but if anyone does know, Tell us, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, mm, <laughs> maybe. But only if you do it in like a nice way, where you're like, you know, just sharing, sharing the love. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, where would you like to go next? Uh, well, you mentioned this uh, this non-alien creatures wiki, which, as you said, was pretty mm-hmm. short, but did have some stuff that wasn't really touched on in uh, in uh, in Wikipedia, and, and kind of sent me down a little research rabbit hole to do with. Um, Ooh. It references this uh, this poem San Lupo Sun, yeah, uh, and it talks about how, uh, in in terms of the folklore of Lao, um, most of the like the peak of references to the Naga comes in around the time of this poem. Okay, because this poem basically discusses the the relationship between uh, Lao and uh, uh, Siam, which Siam is kind of an exonym for Thailand. So the, the relationship between Lao and what was then Siam through the lens mm-hmm. of the Naga and the Garuda, which are the mythical creatures, right? And so, uh, I, I was curious about where this poem comes from and, uh, I can't find it online anywhere. I'm not sure it's even been translated into English, but I did find an interesting book or an excerpt from a book on, on Google called Path to Conflict. Oh, geez. Let's take that one again called, um, Paths to Conflagration, 50 Years of Diplomacy and Warfare in Laos, Thailand, and Vietnam, mm-hmm. um, which discusses uh, it's the, the reign of uh, Chao Anuvong, who was uh, a leader in, in Laos uh, and led a rebellion back in uh, 1826 uh, through to like 1828. A good year for rebellions. Right. Uh, yeah, it's all going on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's basically, you know, the, the relationship between, uh, the colonizers, like the British who were there at that time, um, and, uh, and Siam and Lao, 
and uh, as far as I can tell, like I, I, this this book attributes the uh, the poem San Lup Bosan to this leader Chao Anuvong, who basically was uh, talking about his struggle with, but you know, they're kind of stuck in an impossible situation where uh, they're in conflict with Siam and they're they're kind of ostensibly allied with the British, but the British seem absolutely uh like uninterested completely disinterested in helping them out with any kind of mm-hmm. fighting or rebellion and basically he he is talking about he discusses the the british forces which he refers to as mahanathi uh you know they're too far away to help and basically he he kind of led this fight against the siam and they were completely crushed while the british just sat back and didn't help at all mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, um, that, that's what caused like a major population upheaval. Uh, so there was the city of, uh, Viantane, mm-hmm. which was completely destroyed during this. And that's the reason why there are, there is a lot okay. of, um, people from like the Lao ethnic group now live in, uh, one region of Thailand. Like, like there's way more of them now in Thailand than uh-huh. there are in what is now Lao because the population was completely displaced. Mm. And, uh, and, you know, even though he lost, he's like these days credited with kind of the solidification of the country Lao and like their national identity because that kind of all evolved out of this conflict. But, uh, it's not really to do with, uh, to do with the Naga at all, except that he had written this poem. That- well, except that like just about every single thing that I read did say like, the fire naga is a symbol for like Lao. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't, I had no idea where that came from. And, uh, yeah. So I guess you've given us like a, like I just accepted that at face value and I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. It's really interesting. <laughs> uh, I think that's where, where, why the, the, yeah, that's why the naga are so like pervasive in Lao iconography and, yeah, and in that town as well, specifically, like loads of things that I read specifically name that yeah. town as mm-hmm. associated with the Naga. Yeah. Just dropping all sorts of knowledge on us. Yeah, that's a little mm-hmm, interesting diversion into history. I don't really have much beyond that. I tried to track down this poem because it sounded really interesting, yeah. but yeah, I couldn't find it anywhere. See, while you were doing that, I was getting distracted by the fact that there have been three Thai television soap operas based on the Fayanaga. And then I just got really sucked into reading about Thai television soap operas and their formats. And uh, Tell me all about that. Because <laughs> like, how is this, are these like, you know, snake soaps? So no. Okay. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, okay. I, so I, there are three big ones, like really popular ones that were based off of the Fayanaga legend. Mm-hmm. There's one, uh, Poot May Nam Kong in 2008. Um, I also apologize to everybody for the pronunciation, just belatedly in the current, in advance, you know, just my bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a Manasawa in 2013 or, um, uh, Naki in 2016. And so then I was reading about Thai soap operas and essentially they all follow a really similar format where, um, they're all like five to eight episodes long. Uh, they just sort of recycle the same actors and actresses. And there's always the whole point is that the man and the woman will get together in the end. Uh, but there's always okay. like an evil woman who will is usually the good woman's best friend, but sometimes mm. it's like a mother or like weird witch. Uh, and she's trying to break them up and she will do whatever she can <laughs> to end it. And there's that like sounds great. a couple like other stock characters, I think probably similar to like a pantomime sort of thing where there's like mm-hmm. your archetypes. I really right. did try to write down the plot of this one from 2016 so I could share it here. And it was too convoluted. I, I, could not understand it where it was like the evil woman was a weird well no it was the the man and the woman who were supposed to fall in love uh were like reincarnated from a previous time that the naga had appeared and then the evil woman was like a manifestation of some other evil spirit and then they traveled in time and um it was it was a whole lot but i was like well done for taking you know, a, a classic beloved tale and remixing it beyond all recognition. Yeah. 
Good yeah. job. And apparently it was really popular, so I was like, you know, more power to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I want to watch this now. Yeah. Yeah. I did also see a thing where it said that the Naga are said to leave marks on objects like car hoods and house walls. This is unrelated, except that I've wrote near my notebook to the thing about... um. Yeah, I saw this too. Yeah, okay. It just... It seemed like the sort of thing where someone was like, do you know what happened to the car? And somebody's like, oh, <laughs> haven't you heard? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, it's like if, if, you're, if you're parking and you accidentally nick the, the car next to you and leave a scrape on the side, and then that person comes back, they're like, what happened? You're like, Naga. <laughs> exactly. Uh, must have been a Naga. Well, no, nothing else could have happened there. Nope, not at all. <clears throat> Not at all. Hey, have you have you seen the 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 three slices of pizza I left in the fridge earlier? <laughs> yeah, Naga ate them. <laughs> I was like, no, that's 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 Steve's pizza. Don't don't touch that. But the Naga just and now poor to me. Steve is starving. Yeah, they don't they don't uh, they don't care for the for the whims and wishes of mere mortals, especially Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> He's doing his best. Uh, do you have anything else on the list before we move into our, our new segment? Well, just, just a mini side note. I found this Prezi about Fayanaga from 2014. I don't know if you've used Prezi okay. or had to sit through presentations where people have used Prezi. I have done the latter, yes. Yes. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't really understand how Prezi works. If you make a, a presentation with them, is it just available on the internet for anybody to read? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. Because one time, this is, this is the only reason it's related. One time I accidentally found like a Prezi that was like a movie pitch, like very clearly meant for like a movie company. Oh, okay. Please go on. <laughs> Um, well, no, it was for a film adaptation of the graphic novel Nimona, um, which they are okay. incidentally making a film out of, but I don't, it's like, it's mm-hmm. Big Sky is doing it. If you haven't read Nimona, everybody should. It's so good. It's written by Noel Stevenson. I have read Nimona and it's good as hell. I agree. Yeah. And also there's dragons in it. So like related. Um Yep. But anyway, I was just, I just wanted to see if they'd made any casting decisions for the voices yet. And I just found this Prezi and it was like reasons why acquiring the rights to this would be good. And then like had a breakdown of like popularity with youths and everything. And I was like, I feel like this should not be available online Mm -hmm. for anybody to read, but it is. So anyway, if you really want to see what, like how, how a company took something as great as Nimona and made it real boring, in a Prezi presentation, um, you can. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to not. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the right decision. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm yeah. good. But also, it's I don't know, it's just really weird to me that you can just find anybody's presentation with um, mm-hmm. weird uh, transitions in between each slide. Yeah. 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 Um, <sighs> yeah. Anyway, you have you have a, th- a thing that you watched. Is this the new segment that you were talking about? So this the, this is a new segment. So so previously okay. we have we have done a segment called Check In with Monster Quest. Yeah. Um, there was no Monster you love Quest. It. I uh, love it. We all love it. We Check all in love with Monster it. Quest. I love highlight of my month. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm extremely here for Monster Quest, but the title of this new segment, because, so there is no Monster Quest episode on, on, uh, the Fire Naga. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we had to, we have to turn to what, uh, American documentaries are available on the subject. Yeah. Um, so the title of this, uh, segment is called I, I despise destination truth and I want Josh Gates to die. <laughs> I'm so excited for this segment. Let's get into it. Did you watch Destination Truth, Lois? I didn't. Instead, I fell into my YouTube hole. Oh, so, okay. Um, tell me about Destination Truth. It sounds 
real bad. And I'm not sure this is really going to be, uh, the, you know, the, the torch that, uh, burns twice as bright, burns half as long. I'm not, I don't anticipate this being, uh, <laughs> being a particularly long segment. <laughs> okay. Um, also, full disclosure, I didn't watch the whole thing because I got about three quarters of the way through and then thought, you know, there are so much, there are so many better things I could be doing with my life and my day. <laughs> um, I didn't make it the whole way through. Uh, but this, uh, so Destination Truth, unlike Monster Quest, in which they just assemble a, a team of uh researchers on like a per episode basis mm-hmm. there is no like cast or recurring show so as best i can tell destination truth is hosted by this one guy who is a paranormal researcher called josh gates who is also one of the worst human beings i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> josh gates if you're listening to this i wish to physically fight you in the real world so please get in contact with me you are the actual worst. Um, so the episode is like, they just go to Thailand because ghosts to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and then halfway through, he's like, also, I heard about these things called Naga. So, you know, I figured it was worth a couple of extra days to go check it out. Yeah. Uh, he's just the, it's like, firstly, no one asked for your help. <laughs> Like he just like shows up in Thailand being like, I'm going to, I'm going to prove the ghosts aren't real. Like no one asked you uh, go the fuck home. So Please, wait, so he's not even there to like, yourself anymore. to like, uh, like explore a ghost story. It's not even like a ghost hunter thing. He's like, I'm going to disprove everything you believe. Well, well, no, it's ostensibly okay. the first thing, right? It's ostensibly I'm a ghost hunter. I'm, but, but his attitude to everything is like, he is deeply skeptical in a way that is really wow. obnoxious. And like everyone he talks to, he condescends to them is like, like really like you feel like he is like smirking and mocking everyone he talks to, which if you're in a foreign country is a very bad yeah, look. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and it is, he, he, uh, <clears throat> it's like, they're like talking about ways that which, um, culturally they like capture ghosts, uh, and, uh, which is that they have like a, a long, um, hollow tube mm-hmm. of wood, like a, I think it might be like a tree trunk or something. I don't think they, they specify, but the way it works is they have like this, um, this, the, like two people holds this, this tool, which they basically swing back and forth in like a symbolic gesture to like capture a spirit in the, in this tube and then put a cloth over the top. Uh, to, and then they were like, okay, we've now like captured a, a ghost, a spirit in this tube. And then his whole, like the whole time he's like, oh, uh, oh, ghosts can't get through this cloth, huh? Oh, it's a holy cloth. Okay. Got it. Sure. And then he's like holding it and he's like, oh, so there's, you're saying there's a ghost in this. Oh, okay. Sure. Right. Fine. Great. Okay. And then like turn to the camera and he's like, there's a ghost in here. He sounds like the worst. <sighs> <laughs> he is the, I, so I, um, let me, I'm, I'm actually, let's, let's, I mean, spoilers, cause I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through this and complain about some things in detail, but here, uh, in the two pages of notes I wrote on this episode, the, uh, some actual things I wrote, I, I've written the sentence, I hate this guy. <laughs> so this is when it, early on in the episode, before I'd really figured out how I feel, um, Later on, I've written, um, he sucks <laughs> so bad. Uh, I've written, uh, God bless every patient soul who has to interact with this man. Mm-hmm. Oh, that poor camera um, crew. Yeah. <sighs> oh, and then at the end, uh, um, I've written in capitals, I hate him so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the last thing I've written is, oh my God, shut up. <laughs> he is so we're not watching destination so truth again well i don't know i feel like it really uh you know i i'm sometimes it's nice to feel very angry but like he, they go to a a, a thai monastery mm-hmm. that is like 
like it's they said it's haunted and like most people have left because it's haunted but there's like some monk who still lives there and he's like talking to the monk but he's like uh oh yeah okay sure it's haunted right ghosts yeah great okay all right yeah and they set up all their all their machines and they're like well we didn't find any ghosts there are no ghosts here uh, it's just uh basically it's like no one asked you to come here no one asked you to do any of this like please just crawl into a hole and save every human the pain of having to interact with you you suck um uh, uh. Uh, anyway after after disproving ghosts Mm -hmm. thanks pal uh he's like i'm gonna go check out the naga so they they go down to the to the river where where the where the naga are said to be and uh and it's like checking out uh it's like we're gonna look for this naga and it's like okay i already know where this is going yeah um and i didn't get the whole way through this because i got so angry i had to physically close my laptop (laughs) um but, uh, Did you like pause it like, before, or was it just like this, it. this sort of anger where like you don't even take the time to pause it? You're just like, no. No, I paused it before okay. because I knew that if I just closed it in anger, then when I opened it, he would still be talking. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You had to save your future self. Yeah, you know, I can I can bear a little bit more pain now if it's going <laughs> to save me some down the road. Um, he like talks to a few local people, and he's like. Uh, I'm starting to suspect the Nagra more spiritual than physical. And I'm like, no shit, Josh. <laughs> you just figuring that out? I'm starting to think there might be a cultural aspect to this. I'm starting to think maybe these aren't just big fish. I'm just like... Oh. <laughs> uh, he like talks to a local woman about it. Uh, and, uh, like an old woman, she's like mm-hmm. an elderly woman who is like here to talk to him about the Naga. And then at the start, he just puts his arm out and he's like, you want to arm wrestle? He's like, no, arm wrestle me. No, no. Okay. Okay. No arm wrestle. I want to fight him. He sucks. <laughs> so the point at which I got so angry, I had to stop was, uh, was they were like taking a boat out onto the river to look for the Naga. And this is where it gets more like monster questy where they're like, Oh, we have footage of something moving in the water. Mm-hmm. Could this be the Naga? But it's too blurry to tell. But, uh, but, um, they've got like a local, someone who works a boat on the river to like take them out. And he's like, uh, uh, Oh, uh, okay. We're out in the middle. Let's throw down the anchor. And the, the, they're like, Oh, the boat doesn't have an anchor. Um, He's like, oh, this boat doesn't have an anchor? Huh? What kind of boat doesn't have an anchor? So he's like, oh. So then we went back to the shore and got another boat. And that one didn't have an anchor either. And uh, it turns out no boats in Thailand have anchors. Apparently no no boat in Thailand ever needs to stop, I guess. Huh? It's just like, Whoa. He sounds like a man Please. who has never actually seen a boat or even left, like, suburban Rochester. I don't know where he's from. I don't care where he's from. <laughs> but you know, All you know I what I mean? It's not where I am. Like, he's yes, an inland boy Absolutely. who has not spoken to anyone from any other culture except for that one time he's, where he had yeah. to take like some like 101 class when he started university and he spent the entire time saying really insensitive things to everyone else in that class. Yes. That's this, this dude in a nutshell. And, uh, yeah, that's it. I don't, I don't want to think or talk about him anymore. <laughs> Uh, this is the point at which I shut my laptop off. Uh, all I will say is if you're listening, Josh Gates, um, please accept my challenge of a physical confrontation. Um, because I want to punch you in your face. Uh, thank you. This has been, I forget what the segment was called. I, I feel like the sentiment is there though. Thank you for your time. <laughs> it was a good segment. We loved it while it was here. A one-off, a special. <sighs> well, um. you know. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be averse to hate watching more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if they come up for any of the, the future, uh, creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you like to hear about some soothing news videos to calm down after that roller coaster? Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I really do need, need a palate cleanser. <laughs> okay. So. Like I, I said before, I found this this video. It was like news anchors. They're talking. It's all in Thai. Don't speak Thai. Uh-huh. I don't know. So I sent it to a friend um, who kindly uh, uh, did just a little rough translation. 
this video is from the 18th of July, 2011. I don't have a title of the video of, of it for you. It's in Thai. I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so essentially there were thousands of people gathered at uh, Buong Kong Long, which is a swamp, to see a naga. So it's not the Faya Naga. It's a different one. Uh, it's the local uh, spirit grandfather Ulu. Mm-hmm. Which had entered the dream of the local police inspector. His name is Chai Irat Sai Junyon. Um, and he's from the local police department. Uh, and he was told that at 1530, the Naga would appear to the people. Okay. Then the news anchors get the inspector on the phone, which is cool. <sighs> yeah. So they're talking to him. Amazing. People say that they mm-hmm. saw the Naga's back fin. Cool. And my friend also pointed out that the entire time the inspector uses a third-person formal pronoun to talk about the Naga. Cool. So he's, the, the way he said was uh, the way that you would speak to like a member of the royal family or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Nagas apparently showed itself four times before, but it came to the inspector in a dream, told him to build a new shrine for it, and if he did, then it would come and put on a miraculous spectacle for the show of his powers. So it's field of dreams for the Naga, basically. <laughs> yes, and then after the festival, they all play catch. Um, and James Earl Jones is there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, so he built the shrine. He tells everybody. The anchor then asks him, like, essentially, like, you're a police inspector, like a respected elder of the district. Mm-hmm. Is this like really what you saw? And the the inspector is like, Yes, it definitely is. Also, the deputy governor of the province saw it and the chief inspector of the province saw it. This is some real stuff. Okay. And then Right at the end of the story, they apparently just drop in. The inspector's like, oh, yeah, there used to be, like, an old settlement in the swamp. Not sure, like, the exactly, but an old settlement is no longer there, and that this grandfather spirit was the ruler of the entire area. Whoa. Just chilling. Yeah, and then in the comments, my friend said that about half of the comments were in agreement with, like, the Naga coming to visit. Mm-hmm. And then somebody said that it thought that maybe it was an Arapiama, which is a giant Amazon fish that is sometimes kept as a status symbol in Thailand. Okay. Um, cool. And then I was like, oh, well, this is a cool, fun video. But no, there's mm-hmm. more. Because my <sighs> friend found a follow-up video Okay. from the 29th of November, 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the first video is 2011. We're now in 2017. There's now an annual festival for this grandfather spirit. Great. Yeah, for this this grandfather Naga spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have like all this dancing and food and everything. The Naga was supposed to show up at 1450, mm-hmm. but he showed up at 1455. <sighs> oh, five minutes late. <laughs> but I mean. You know how traffic is when you're like a spirit and you're coming down to yeah. Thailand to see your chief police inspector and like you yeah. forget that the motorway is closed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, we've all been there. We have. And, you know, five minutes ain't bad. Um, when you're coming from the netherworld. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. That's all good. Um, but they, so they did build it. And- six years on, the, uh, the, the inspector is now just a medium for this spirit. Cool. Yeah. No, I, I hadn't realized until we started recording that this is actually mentioned on the Wikipedia for the Fayanaga. Um, and I'd actually written it down that said a police officer claimed to be in contact with a Naga. Mm-hmm. And the Wikipedia says, although the implications of this contact is not thoroughly explained. Mm-hmm. And I'd written down that this sounds like the police drama we all need. It's true. Yeah. Um, I would watch that. <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah. Police inspector with the power of the Naga. Perfect. But anyway, the, the Naga had a message for the people. Yeah. What was the message? Which was, Grandfather gives you good fortune. Four seven three. Four seven three. And the four seven three <laughs> is a lottery number. <laughs> <laughs> did it win? It did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh. <laughs> oh no. 
Oh no. <laughs> See the, the the thing is that doesn't work on two levels, right? Because well, firstly the obvious that it actually literally didn't work. Yeah. yeah. But also if you like give out a winning lottery number to a lot of people, oh, see, then they all win. Then no one really wins all that much. I said this to my friend and then he said that the Thai lottery mm-hmm. works differently actually. Um and is more like a raffle. Okay. So there's going to be like a limited number of people who could win. Because okay. I was like, I was like, I did the spirit say to the the guy, like, "Hey, tell everyone it's four seven three, but it's actually three nine two, um, so that like okay. he could win." Right. But no, apparently that's not the case. So it was he was just wrong, essentially. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's that's uh, a shame. Yeah, but then uh-huh. we've got one more video follow up from the eighteenth of December, okay. twenty seventeen, right. where uh, uh-huh. this this uh, police inspector and his wife are being interviewed uh, on this big national network. And the wife just low-key mm-hmm. gets possessed by the spirit of the Naga on air. <sighs> but it's oh, <geez. laughs> the most chilled-out possession to ever happen. Well, that sounds great, though. <laughs> so they're all just sitting there. I mean- and the the anchor is just like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I like went really hard at asking the questions the last segment, and then the the wife just sort of like, oh, mm-hmm. everything's gone a bit blurry, and then the inspector just is like real chilled, is just like, he's here, just like, <sighs> not even see if you're gonna get possessed, I feel like you <laughs> want it to be nice and chill, yeah, right? Just like yeah, he's here, and then the anchor is like, uh, my friend sent me a, the the not the literal translation, but essentially like. Oh, is, is the spirit about to go crazy and like destroy all of our stuff? And, uh, and the, the possessed mm-hmm. wife is just like, no, it's fine. Like, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm chill. <laughs> um, ah, ideal. Yeah. 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 So that was my, my foray into, um, YouTube where there's just a police inspector who's, uh, been in contact with this spirit for many years and started a whole festival. Ah. Um, and, that's that's the best YouTube microculture. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and we will be using this for our uh, upcoming TV program. Uh, it's going to be a crime drama called um, uh, "Clues from the Deep." Clues from the Deep. I like it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so watch out for that um, next C- fall on uh, CBS. CBS, huh? Yeah. I feel like it's where you want a little more serious than like the CW, okay. you know? Yeah, um, I see what you mean. I, I feel like NBC is really packing their like comedy lineup, so they might not be on something that's going to be as heavy as yeah. a like, very serious crime drama. Uh-huh. Yeah, just yeah. And deeply I feel like, dark and gritty, yeah. Yeah, and CBS is trying to expand their all-access with the you know Star Trek Discovery, so I feel like there's a real place in the market for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Well, yeah. Coming soon to a small screen near you. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to talk about today, Lois? Um, like about the fire Naga just in general. I mean, either. <laughs> um, I don't think so. Um, cool. we've talked right. about the fireballs, talked about the river a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, we covered all of our important bases. Yeah, I mean, we didn't talk about what people think that the Naga could, well, except the oarfish, so who cares? Um, I mean, we can get into it if and, you want uh, to. Uh, I mean, there's just like, I have little bits of things where, uh, or people trying to explain the, um, the fireballs that's not just a hoax, where there's like a guy who thinks that it's, um, methane gas bubbles. Cool. Did you see this one? I saw something vaguely about this. I saw, I saw like someone theorized gas bubbles and someone else was like theorizing like balls of plasma. And they were like, well, we can create them in the lab, but then no one explains how they just happen in a lake. Yeah. 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 Um, but the guy who says gas bubbles, um, he's a self-taught cosmographer, cosmographer. Okay. Yeah. I um, don't know what yep, that means. Yep, he's just from the area. Okay. Me either, but I'm very skeptical of the self-taught. Yes, quite. That um, was the important part of the sentence. More than like the even if it, even if it is gas 
how does the gas ignite as it's, it's and it wouldn't form a yes mm, mm, yeah no I I I'm gonna exactly I I know enough physics to exactly. well he be very skeptical of that <laughs> you you know many physics it's true um, yeah he says that it happens it has to do with the position of the Earth in relation to the sun which is why it happens twice a year okay and that. It says the increased concentration of UV radiation together with the heightened gravitational pull could contribute to unstable levels of oxygen on the Earth's surface, which might result in a methane that is leaving the riverbed to catch fire. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then this other person who's a professor of geological technology at Concane University mm-hmm. um, also had done an underwater survey of the river during mm-hmm. the construction of the Tai Lao Friendship Bridge and was just like, yeah, also this riverbed is not conducive to like methane coming out of it. Yeah. Like, wrong kind of rocks, my guy. Yeah, I I honestly didn't need that <laughs> to <laughs> like like enough of what you said is just like makes no sense that <laughs> Yeah, sorry, well, pal. I mean, you were giving the like the physics no. I also just wanted to give the geological no. You know, I just wanted as many sciences to contribute to the conversation as possible. That's true. Yeah, but interdisciplinary. That's how you could describe this podcast. It's true. It really is. We cover all the major bases. <laughs> Put that on your grant application forms. Hell yeah. <laughs> Well, there we go. Another mystery solved. I think that's the, yep. I think those are all my notes. Everything I wrote down. Yep. That's another one in the can, Lois. We did it again. Yes. So next is an important question. Would you date the Fayanaga? Oh, interesting. I mean, I don't know. I was like, I'm, I'm not sure. Because it's mm-hmm. just like a large, long fish, which yeah. like is fine. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. I can get mm-hmm. behind that. But also, like the fireballs is cool. That has yes. a lot of practical applications, yeah. and also is just rad. Mm-hmm. Plus, connection to the underworld. I think that you know that's oh, that's a good point. Yeah, no, uh, you're you're convincing me. I think I think yeah, probably. I don't see any reason not to, which usually means yes in my case. Yeah. However, it does only appear twice a year. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Fayanag and I would go on a couple dates. Like we'd have like like a fun time, uh, but not like the best time ever, yeah, but- you know. And then like would sort of keep in touch, but then like one of us would like had already booked to go on holiday with our friends or whatever. And then when we got back, we just don't bother to get back in touch. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I feel like so. Like I would, but it's not. It's not going to be like a long term thing. Yeah. Or. Uh, and it'd be the thing, I mean, like, we both show up at a party and you're like, oh yeah, I went on a couple dates with him, but it's like, it's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you're right. But that's a yes, you yeah, know? Yeah, I think that's, yeah, like a casual yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think. It's not like the love of my life, but you know, I'll give, I'll give anything a try. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Once again, <laughs> we have fallen down on <laughs> the exact same point in the spectrum. Nice. <laughs> Okay, that's well, there we go. We yeah, it is just who we are. Uh, well, yes. that's about all we've got time for from us here at the CryptoZone HQ. Yes. Tune in next time when we talk about the pard. If you would uh, like to find us, Lois, where can the people find us online? People can find me on Twitter yelling about and just about everything. Uh, um at Sapit's Lois, it's S-U-P-I-T-S-L-O-I-S. Uh, if you want to follow me on the internets, uh, I also have a Twitter at uh, Jeremy Hughes. That's Jeremy underscore H-E-W-E-S. So come come yes. hang out. Come say hi. Come read my terrible tweets. If you want to contact the show, uh, you can tweet the show at yes. CryptidZone. Uh, you can email us. Uh, our email is enter.the at cryptid.zone. Our website is cryptid.zone. Yes. You can also follow um, us on Facebook. And uh, I think we're are we facebook.com slash cryptidzone. Um, you should also definitely follow us on Twitter and Facebook because before we record episodes, we ask people to send us questions, comments, concerns, and other things. Um, nobody did this week. 
That's whatever. I'm not hurt. Just, I'm not hurt. I'm just, just disappointed, really. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, uh, plus sometimes I just post stuff that I found while researching. You, you make the cryptids on Twitter as good as it is, Lois. It's oh, all down to you. you. <laughs> I thank you for your service. Oh, thanks. Next month, the pard. Oh, exciting. I, I can't wait to dig into the pard next time. Uh, so yeah, tune in for that. As usual, thank you so much for listening. Um, uh, we really love doing this. And, uh, and hit us up if you want to say hi. Um, uh, that's a goodbye from me. And, uh, I hope you have a beautiful day and a wonderful tomorrow. Toodles. (laughs) Bye bye. (laughs) There we go. Good job. Another one in the can. This is a long one. This is like, can I just start end recording? Yeah. Uh, yeah.